0: And welcome to the very first episode of Pitch Cafe podcast. This is a place where talent meets coffee. Today, I'm going to have a very interesting conversation with Deepthi Rao. She's a very enterprising person because she's not only in a very hotshot corporate job at Facebook but also an angel investor. She knows a lot about startups and innovation. The reason I brought her on this podcast was she shares tips and tricks for fresh graduates to move into product management and uh, such similar high paying jobs. She comes from Microsoft, Amazon and Facebook background and she kind of tells you how to clear the interviews in these companies. Other than that, she also has unique insights on how fresh graduates can slowly move into angel investing. She's a person who believes social impact and money can happen at the same time. So she invests a lot in tier two and tier three city uh, startups and uh, she uh, is driven by social impact. So if you're a social impact startup, she's an angel investor based in Silicon Valley. Please reach out to Deepthi Rao. Her show is called Makers Bar, but she has been kind enough to grace our show, the Pitch Cafe podcast. And uh, with that, without further ado, let's get started with a podcast with Deepti Rao, angel investor and product leader at Facebook. I'm very happy to have on this podcast, a special guest, Deepti Rao. She's not only a good friend, but also at a very young age, she is an investor. Not that she spends all the time in angel investing, Deeti has been uh, working with a lot of big wigs in the past. She has been uh, at Amazon, Microsoft. She's been with Manhattan Associates. And now she leads a very prestigious uh, product, uh, technical PM role at Facebook Pay. Payment platforms are the hottest trends in investment and startup landscape today. And there is a lot uh, the viewers can learn from Deepthi's journey without wasting any more time, let's get started with the podcast. Welcome, De- Deepti. Welcome to Pitch Cafe.
1: Thank you so much, Vida. Thanks for having me.
0: And uh, also, I want to add a small fact here. She was a judge at one of our very first Pitch Cafe uh, events where a lot of youth entrepreneurs came and picked startup ideas. She is an expert in roasting because she is so good in angel investing. Now, you may be confused how does somebody who holds a very high stress product job in Facebook also spend time in angel investing? That is why we are having this podcast. All of you guys who think they are very young or too young to be an investor or too young to hold a, a job in Facebook and do investing, just talk to Deepthi and you will get all your answers. That's what I'm doing, so just join me here. So Deepti, tell me uh, a little bit about the person behind this aura. You, know, you, you uh, host a lot of events. Today you said you were in a hackathon uh, at Facebook and you know, you're know you also hosting this podcast, Maker's Bar, where you screen founders and you're into angel investing. What is, this, what is the person behind Deepti's aura? Who is this person? How does
1: she operate? I think uh, the person would be someone who's really interested in learning and trying new things. I think that's this uh, endless curiosity and this quest to understand the world better is probably the driving factor behind uh, everything I do. So, um, like you said, I work for really big companies and uh, I was always itching to uh, be a part of the startup world in some way. Uh, So... Uh, because I don't have the the guts to start my own startup yet. (laughs) I thought the best way would be for me to uh, advise startups and uh, leverage all the experience I have and uh, give back to the community. So that's how my angel investing journey started. So uh, besides just giving capital, uh, I think uh, we also provide a lot of our time uh, and uh, being available to the founders at very early stages and helping them make uh, pivotal decisions that could actually make or break uh, their journey, uh, that is very gratifying. Uh, so yeah, so in short, someone that's uh, uh, always curious and eager to learn, I think that would probably sum up uh, my professional journey.
0: No, I totally um, you know, understand where you come from because uh, I'm also an aspiring founder and uh, I know one very seasoned Silicon Valley investor said, unless you've been a founder, uh, you know, you can't really be a, a good investor or get into that shoes. Or if you have not been in the startup world, you can't be an investor. So you've been in the startup world and now you're into investing. So, so tell me, uh, what is it like when you meet a first-time founder? What are the youth like? What what, 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 what do you think about this youth entrepreneurs when you meet them for the first time? What are some of the common observations now that you've been angel investing? What, what is your
1: observation? I think uh, the, the, the great thing about uh, young entrepreneurs is they've been unspoiled by uh, the world. So they're less cynical uh, versus someone that's been in the industry for a while. So you've kind of seen things work, things not work. Uh, so a little bit more cynical. So I love the energy around you because... Uh, For better or worse, they're uh, not so cynical about the world and they feel like they can do anything. And uh, more often than not, just that belief enables them to do uh, just that. Uh, And I work for a company which was started by a youth entrepreneur and I've seen how far it can go just if you have the right idea, the right team and uh, the right mindset. Uh, So I think uh, just being at Facebook itself has uh, uh, made me a believer in the power of uh, an idea. Uh, something that uh, came out of a college dorm uh, that could grow into this uh, almost a trillion dollar company. Uh, so that really uh, reinforced my belief in the power of uh, a strong founder and uh, a great idea. Uh, so yeah, that's that's been my observation and um, especially India is on this uh, uh, really cool trajectory with uh, many, many more unicorns coming up and also like youth trying to, uh, you know, always... Uh, take risks and build stuff Um, so it's really gratifying to be able to give back to my uh, home country and uh, you know work with these uh, young founders that have like that are looking to the stars and with uh, ambition and they're also and I I also prefer to work with uh, companies where there is some uh, positive social impact Uh, so if it's it's not just about the money but also it's also about um, are you making someone's life better? And uh, so that is the underlying mission is very important to me. So I pick and choose founders that do have a strong mission uh, that kind of guides them.
0: Yeah, I think uh, one of the wise words I've heard is, is if you have lost your way, it's because you've lost your why. If you know your why, it keeps you grounded and you'll never lose your way. So it looks like the, you know, you work with founders who know who have a great why and uh, i also like this statement you made about the bright prospects of uh, unicorns in india and uh, the youth uh, in india so what is happening on that front you invest so much in um, founders youth founders in india so what what are some of your observations what is trending and what are the things the youth are doing uh, right you know mm-hmm. uh, in a rolling out startups, what do you think are some of the top trends?
1: Uh, I feel like the there is more founders that are coming out of straight out of college. Uh, when I was uh, in college, I that was never a path we considered. It would, uh, if at all we yeah. were thinking of you know uh, coming up with a company of our own, it was you were assured that it would be an uphill climb because access to capital was not as easy as it is today. So I think with the rise of uh, small angel investors like you and me and also the VC ecosystem in India that's becoming uh, more prolific, uh, access to capital has uh, become very easy. And I think that is also definitely uh, powering a lot of this uh, creativity and uh, boldness from uh, kids. (laughs) I wouldn't say kids, but founders straight out of college. Uh, So that is definitely a trend I've seen. And I think it's uh, it's good with the right guidance. Uh, at that age, you have the energy and also the, the risk-taking uh, abilities that probably fades a little bit as you uh, get into the industry and get a little bit more jaded. So I think it's uh, it's great. It's a good time to start. Uh, Anytime is a good time, but uh, I think it's a great time to do that out of college. Uh, but that also uh, means that you need to have a more same advising advisory group of people that have also seen uh, the way things work. Uh, So it's great uh, as a founder to have all these dreams, but you should also surround yourself with the right team of uh, advisors and people that will compliment you and give you probably uh, the knowledge and wisdom that you might not have at that stage of your life. So uh, I think uh, when, when you have a good combination like that uh, and of course the, the right why, and like you said, and also the, the right set of people uh, working with you, I think uh, sky's the limit. Fantastic. So, you know, so that is about the
0: startups. Now let's come back to your original journey. You know, you've been with uh, Microsoft and Amazon and now Facebook. Let's say there's a youth sitting somewhere in India, and you know they're dreaming about getting this. You know, after I graduate, I want to work for Facebook. I love this slogan. You know, uh, uh, build fast, break things, move on. You know, they have this amazing attitude. And uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to lie. Facebook offices are so glamorous. Like I've been to the one in Mumbai. Uh, all the all the Bollywood stars visit there, <laughs> and I've been to the one in Menlo Park here it's just amazing like breathtaking some of the uh, things they do there on campus so tell me uh, what what will your advice be to anybody who's who wants to get a job at Facebook or you know mm-hmm. of these big league companies let's start with Facebook first
1: uh sure so with Facebook uh you need to really enjoy what you're doing and uh, that will show in the way you do your interviews right so of course there's a The interviews are a little bit harder to get into. Uh, I think they hire one out of every 3,000 applicants depending on the role but that's kind of the general statistic. So uh, definitely like enough preparation during the interview is uh, needed and I would advise uh, take the help of someone uh, that's either at Facebook or has worked at Facebook, uh, that will definitely help a lot uh, with your interview process itself. Uh, so I also do like interview coaching for, uh, for people. So definitely that, that would be something I would advise. But besides that, also uh, decide on why you want to work for Facebook. Of course, the perks are great, but that shouldn't be the only reason. Uh, if you should really believe in the mission and again, have the right why, uh, whether it's uh, starting your own company or working for another company and, uh, and that will definitely help you sail through both the good days and the bad uh, so from a yeah from an interview perspective i would say definitely use all the resources out there uh, reach out to people that can help you with your interview journey and uh, put in enough uh, prep time before you actually uh, go out and do the interview because uh, it is not very easy uh, it's not something that you can just crack without preparation. Is what I would say. Even if you're really good at what you do, uh, just structuring your answers so that it comes across in those forty-five minutes is also essential.
0: Yeah, and uh, are the Facebook product interviews uh, as challenging or different than the Facebook uh, programming uh, interviews? Let's say you know most college grads will apply for a programming job more often mm-hmm. than. Much. I know there are other kinds of roles, communication roles there are uh, f- finance roles, there are, Facebook is quite big, but mm-hmm. since you're in product, I just want to ask, how, mm-hmm. how is it challenging? What is the challenge in Facebook uh, product interviews versus the program? So uh,
1: I, don't, I haven't interviewed as an engineer at Facebook, but having been and having worked with engineers, I know that it's uh, uh, definitely pretty rigorous in terms of uh, how they test you. And I think you also need to kind of write some code to uh, prove your mettle. Uh, so the the difference between product and uh, say technical interviews would be that uh, product is a little bit more subjective and uh, there is more uh, element of uh, creativity a uh, little bit and there's also an element of you know how you present your case so the communication and uh, presenting of your ideas matters more versus exactly. in uh, so even if you have even if you're great right as a product manager and uh, even if you uh, can, you know, knock it out of the park as a PM in your job, if your interview doesn't uh, capture that, uh, unfortunately, you might not make it through. So uh, for better or worse, that is, it, it is the way it is. And uh, similarly, but with engineering, I think there is, uh, it's, it's a little bit more objective. Uh, so as long as uh, it's, it's a little bit more binary than uh, the product interviews are.
0: Right. So the reason I asked was, product management is like being CEO of the product, and it's very likely that a product manager could become a successful CEO because mm-hmm. a lot of startups are now major portion are product led growth startups, and mm-hmm. uh, I would, that's the reason I and, and I know a lot of people, founders coming from Facebook from my friend circle itself. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I think your advice is great. So if a uh, entry-level engineer is dreaming of getting into product in Facebook, what is what is that one thing he needs to focus on? Uh,
1: I think uh, definitely think of various. Uh, so there is an uh, there is three rounds of uh, three kinds of interviews, right? There's one which is called product sense, which is given a very vague uh, space or a problem. How would you solve it? How do you come up with? the right set of people to solve it for how do you justify Correct. that and then how do you come up with uh, multiple product ideas and pick the the best one and also justify why you're doing it and then actually come up with the mvp so that is the product sense interview uh, and then there's the execution where you uh, decide on the right metrics for uh, specific, given a product what would be the best way to measure success uh, and then there's the leadership and drive which uh, talks about like how well do you collaborate how well do you lead a team without uh, uh, authority, because as a PM, people don't report you as much. Uh, you're more leading through influence than with authority. So uh, so those are the three kind of axes that you get measured by. So uh, I would say if you want to prep, start by, you know coming up with random uh, prompts yourself and see how you would develop that into a product. So just uh, train your mind to think in those lines like, how can I solve this problem for a product? Uh, and then also think of, okay, what is given say Uber or uh, uh, DoorDash or whatever, what would be the metrics? How does that company measure success? So if you start thinking about that, uh, I think you are already training your mind to you know, prepare for any product interview, not just at Facebook.
0: Right. You know, amazing. You talked about these three accesses so clear now, like your customer segmentation, know who your customer is, then you, know your success metrics and be very good at leading by influence and this is exactly what a startup founder will need when a startup founder mm-hmm. is nobody knows them they don't have any influence they've come out of their job nobody knows them they have to lead by influence even to hire the first uh, team they have exactly. to. Lead them. so it is exactly. a, essentially an exercise in product management to startup is in a lot of ways. very true very
1: true whether the the job itself gives you skills to start a startup is uh, debatable because you work for such a large company so you're uh, as, once you get into the uh, the ocean you're just another drop so i don't know if uh, just working at facebook would give you but definitely preparing for the interview like you said would train your mind to come up with new ideas because you're essentially building a zero to one product during the interview correct so,
0: correct. so fantastic uh, you know i i wanted to also ask what is the Difference in the work culture you found in Amazon, Microsoft and Facebook, they're like three mm-hmm. giants. I think maybe one day you'll have Google, Google on your resume as well. But with with these three giant pillars, you know, what is the difference? Did you see any difference in work culture or
1: Let me speak about Amazon and Facebook, because those are the most recent. Microsoft was almost like 10, 15 years ago. So it's been a while. So I'm sure the culture has changed since then. So with Facebook, uh, the culture is very collaborative and open and uh, you're encouraged to try things and fail. Like even today, the hackathon culture that we have. Uh, So people are definitely encouraged to try different things. Think out of the box. Uh, you know, uh, be uh, humble and vulnerable. So that is one of the things I really liked about the culture at Facebook, like uh, being vulnerable about what scares you uh, with your manager actually helps uh, so that the manager can support you better. Uh, So it's a very bottom up culture at Facebook. Uh, So sometimes you can pitch an idea and uh, through the hackathon, many of those have actually become products at facebook as well uh, versus amazon uh, i felt like it was more uh, top down uh, there would be something that your vp decides and everyone just goes and executes and uh, and it was a it was less collaborative it was more competitive uh, as a culture uh, and uh, yeah so you can pick and choose what you like if you like more uh, friendly collaborative environments facebook is your uh, place if you like uh, being cutthroat and competitive and that that really gets your juices flowing, then uh, definitely go for Amazon. No,
0: I've heard this a lot about, um, you know, from, from multiple sources, this debate about work culture mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the principles which Jeff Bezos writes in his books, The Podium Principles, mm-hmm. the single person-led uh, management where the v right. is the thing, it's very rampant. Right. You know? So maybe we'll take it up for another podcast, that particular discussion. So um, let's talk about, you know, your, um, fun side, what is, what is one confession you have to make, uh, or one secret you want to reveal on this podcast? I,
1: uh, I recently found out that I have this skill for roasting, which I did not know. So thanks for letting me discover that. Very tricky, very tricky.
0: Okay. If you were to roast someone you worked with, what, who would that person be? And what would you roast them for? <laughs> Sorry, roast who? Somebody you worked with. You know, <laughs> <across them. laughs> like it could be anybody in the past or, you know, currently. Mm-hmm. Or what would you roast them for? And, uh, you know, uh, who's that person? Huh.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it would probably be, <laughs> well, it's hard to roast people that you work with. Uh, it's, yeah, so maybe it could be the, the engineering manager I worked with who who didn't know exactly what product we were building, but he had this uh, whole vision that was like totally <laughs> orthogonal to what we were actually building. And he was trying to push for that, which made no sense. So I would have roasted him saying that, hey, you should understand what you're building first before coming up with your own vision.
0: You, do that. you did that in Pitch Cafe, so that's good. You got it all out
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I feel like uh, take it in the right spirit uh, this uh, the roasting or the negative feedback can actually at, at your initial stages uh, help you a lot more than just you know people being nice to you so uh, I like no you did it in a very balanced way and uh, another thing
0: I liked was uh, there is this theory of reversing startup failures I worked with a professor uh, uh, you know in um, uh, MIT and he uh, roast the uh, idea even before uh, you state the problem they roast it mm-hmm. so much. Uh, most yeah. get tired of going through that framework i think yeah. i love that framework because by the time uh, six out of ten people are tired they say i, I hate this problem i can't work yeah. on it for seven years yeah i have to answer so many questions Anna. so only four of them are really genuine make it through and mm-hmm. one startup comes out of it so six yeah. failed startups are saved right away right off the bat yeah so, uh, roasting in a right spirit like you said even at workplace you mm-hmm. can corporations you can save a lot of projects so that's a great uh, uh, you know statement you made i hope the audience will take that in the right spirit and uh, before you know, i want to keep you here forever I'm, I'm learning a lot but we have to close the podcast so before we pl- close our very first podcast on pitch cafe I want to ask you, what is your uh, advice to youth uh, who want to get into good companies and corporations or who, or who want to do startups or who want to get into investing? You know, these three mm-hmm. directions, what is your advice to them? How do you want to give them clarity? Mm-hmm.
1: So I think, yeah, they're three different personas. So my advice would probably be different. <laughs> so for people that want to get into, let me start with those, because that is, Something I can directly identify with. Uh, I think uh, preparation for the interview is uh, actually as important as uh, you know, just uh, knowing your your uh, whatever subjects, right? right. So uh, because interview, being able to distill all that you know into that 45 minutes and presenting it to the interviewer in a way that lands uh, is actually. Uh, quite a hard skill so I would say uh, do spend enough time just preparing there's enough material on YouTube and you can start from there and then do your mock interviews with someone that's like a coach that would definitely help you in your journey of landing a job with a good company Uh, for startup founders I think uh, yeah definitely uh, fail fast as they say uh, and use your failures Uh, don't it's, I think pivoting is very important uh, and at times you might uh, get advice that uh, asks you to pivot at, uh, and being open to that uh, is, uh, is actually can actually make or break your startup. So being open to feedback and being uh, humble enough to acknowledge that you might not have all the answers, right. uh, especially because you, if you, especially if you're straight out of college you might actually not, not know what you don't know. Uh, so uh, building the right team and surrounding yourself with people that probably know more than you and listening to them will actually help uh, save uh, and actually grow your company as well. So I think um, that way Mark Zuckerberg did a good job. He surrounded himself with all the pe- all the right team of people that were uh, more experienced than him, like Cheryl and everyone else. So, uh, he, so being self-aware of maybe what... You lack, and uh, finding team that complements that is uh, essential.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, and even he got that investor, you know, who made him move from Boston to Valley, and mm-hmm. yeah, Because uh, he gave him a lot of big connections.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. But,
0: so you're right. He he's a listener. He listens to advice.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I think that always works in your interest. Uh, listen more than just you no. Know, assuming just thinking that you know everything might not really work in your favor. So definitely be open to feedback and uh, implement that feedback. So humility, I would say, is probably one of the most underrated skills uh, for entrepreneurs.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Couldn't uh, couldn't agree more with you. And, you know, I used to make fun of my friend at the age of 26. He wanted to be an investor. He used to write code in a hardware company. And I used to take classes in writing with me. He was so bad in writing technical publications. So he became an investor, no matter what route he took he did his MBA, but you know, you don't have an MBA, but there you are this amazing job at Facebook and you're also an investor. So what is your advisor to youth who want to get into investing uh, Mm -hmm. right off the
1: job? What is your advice? Uh, I think uh, I have been in, uh, I got into angel investing only a couple of years ago. So before that I was an investor more in the stock market, which I continue to do. So I think that's a good way to learn. So uh, understanding what moves big companies uh, gives you a good idea of what may or may not work in the market in general and then uh, using that knowledge to you know apply to startups would be a good way uh, instead of jumping straight into you know investing in uh, as an angel investor also uh, note that angel investment is uh, is still very risky early stage companies I, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but more than 90% go bust is the statistic. So if you only invest that which you can afford to lose or not see the light of day for the next five to six years. Uh, so yeah, we've been lucky. Uh, uh, I invested and uh, in within... Less than a year, some of the startups uh, have shown returns and exited. So, But that doesn't happen very often. So be prepared to hold on for five years. And uh, also, I would invest in companies where either I can provide value uh, or I strongly believe and or I believe in the mission. And uh, also, uh, something where you think that the idea where you strongly believe in the idea as well not just the mission but also in the execution so think of those terms and uh, and yeah start small and uh, i wish i had the better i haven't uh, i don't know if i'm uh, going to, I'm, I'm the best person to be investing about angel <laughs> investing but uh, i think yeah that would be my advice don't uh, invest money that you need in the next 2 or 3 years at least
0: you know, one thing about in good investors I have observed after working in the Valley with so many investors, they always have a contingency plan. If this investment goes bust, how will I survive? Right. And they right. have a very strong plans. So they're not going to go out on a limb and invest. Uh, into something they believe they have a plan backup plan so that's sign of a sturdy strong long-standing investor which you have and uh, I hope uh, that you continue to do good work as an investor creating law of social impact and also at Facebook uh, any spiritual uh, journey secrets you have which you want to share before we wrap up and call it call it a night Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm switching gears all the way. So, uh, yeah, I have uh, always been very spiritually uh, inclined. uh, But so so it may. uh, So and then some events in your life actually really push you to spirituality, right? Like, uh, so that, yeah, uh, my my father died uh, six years ago. And that really, like, overnight changed my thoughts about uh, the world and how I'm viewing the world and all that. So, uh, it, uh, but even before that, uh, I was always like interested. So I used to read a lot of books. Uh, so there is a difference between knowing something, uh, uh at an intellectual level and knowing sup- something experientially. So I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah spirituality has become such a buzzword, uh, that, uh, Everyone thinks that, okay, uh, doing yoga and uh, reading a book makes them spiritual. It's a good way to get started, but I think life is the best teacher. So if you want to be spiritual, I would say just uh, like accept life and see every, uh, my biggest learning has been see every setback as a, a learning experience. Uh, instead of say thinking of why is this happening to me i think about it as well wow, what is this teaching me and that has been uh transformatory in in uh, my journey so yeah. maybe that's uh, and also i would say uh, do it uh, with a guru um so find the the guru that kind of vibes with you uh and there's there's plenty <laughs> available but uh definitely having a guru helps uh helps you stay more focused in that journey and uh, it's like having a coach for your interview prep right like that's definitely faster than preparing yeah. because there's so much so many things out there so uh, and then once you uh, go through the guru you you might actually get to a point where you don't need a guru or yeah yeah or you might outgrow your guru and that's fine too but uh, it's good to get started through a guru that helps guide your way
0: absolutely you know just listening to you, uh, uh, I find so much meaning, uh, uh, you know, within myself. Just trying to map what you're saying, it gives me so much strength. So I'm sure uh, there is a lot more to it when, in experiential practices. So I hope uh, all of you who are listening will go find uh, this experiential learning way of, exp- uh, you know, being spiritual. It can apply to startups. It can apply to life. It can apply to any journey you're willing to take. So with that, thank you, Deepti, for this uh, amazing uh, uh, 45 minutes. I think it was priceless. You touched upon uh, how to find jobs in the great companies uh, like Amazon, Microsoft, and Facebook, how to interview for product, how to interview for development positions. You inspired the youth on uh, how to uh, become an investor and how to be successful as a startup founder or, uh, find a great job in a corporation. So this is like an overall uh, life coaching session for all of you who are listening. Uh, so thank you so much, Deepti. And uh, I hope uh, we can have many more such sessions together. Thank you so much.